Hello and welcome to The Five. Today is July 13th, 2021. And the five things you need to know about today, a Disney sports streaming network perhaps, climate change crisis that no one realizes is actually happening, a new Coke recipe, NFL Rams and a lawsuit, and DC trying to figure out still how to make good superhero movies. First on the list today, Disney Sports. So this is from Front Office Sports, uh, just outlining the magnitude of what Disney has planned moving forward. So you might not know they own ESPN, they own a lot of stuff. ESPN, obviously synonymous with sports, but just to get an idea of the dollars, the dollars invested. So uh, recently, let's see what Disney has and ESPN has lined up here. So 11 year deal with the NFL, beginning at 2023 for 2.7 billion per season. Yeah, exactly. Seven year, $4 billion MLB in 2022. 10 year, $3 billion with SEC football in 2024. Seven year, $2.8 billion deal with NHL in 2021 this year. An eight year, $1.4 billion deal with La Liga. I'm not even sure what that is. Kicked off in 2021. So the rough estimate of my math, about four, seven, 11. That's about a $13 billion. Those are all Bs. $13 billion going on with what's just happening with a lot of Disney stuff. Yeah. We talk about streaming stuff a lot and uh, yeah. all that's going on. It must be good. A live sports fan. Yeah, it must be good to be Disney to be able to afford all that and pretty much put a try to put a lockdown on all that stuff but like yeah if you're a sports fan if you want to watch like you know nfl football um i'm pretty sure like espn has like the monday night football and stuff like that and i don't know if they're going to get any more games or if there's going to be any change to the schedule that remains to be announced but um like you know the tv schedule but yeah that's just really it's really kind of it's kind of frustrating because like now because there's so many streaming services out there and if you're a live sports fan now it's like you have to have this one. And we were saying just yesterday that, yeah. that Peacock is kind of positioning really well too, but you have these like media mm-hmm. behemoths all right. fighting and outbidding each other on yeah. various segments of these sports things. Yeah, I think it's hard to be a live sports fan because it's not like you just get one thing. It's like, what four are you gonna have to get yeah. to cover like the two sports that you right. really follow? And it's usually just like one night out of the week where like, you know, well, football, they only play one game a week or something like that. But if you're like a baseball fan, if your favorite team happens to play on a night that's broadcasted on ESPN, well, you gotta have the ESPN uh, channel to mm-hmm. watch it which is probably going to be now, you know, now it's going to have to have some sort of a streaming service, you know, probably just pay for the ESPN Plus subscription. But, you know, that on top of everything else, if you like to watch shows and movies too, that's just more that you got to pay for. So I wonder for a long time, like with, and people people still have like cable, like I have YouTube TV and things like that, uh, the streaming version of cable. But for a long time, people always complain when you would change packages, right? You get, you get like 15 stations you don't want for one mm-hmm. station you do want. Yeah. And and then people thought that streaming might solve some of that. I don't really know if that's true. It seems yeah. like you gotta. I like it. You gotta get. It's, uh, what's the opposite? You gotta get like one, or or is it the same thing? Like a yeah. streaming service for like one night a week of things you really want to watch. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's almost kind of made it worse now because now you got to pay fifteen dollars here, fifteen dollars there, and when it comes to like you know spring cleaning on your bills, when you're trying to think about like okay, what can we, what do we still watch, and what can we do without, and then you cancel something, and then there's always that one thing you realize like mm-hmm. 
Like, oh, that's why we had it. And then you weigh, and is then it you... worth it for that one thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, there's a lot of streaming stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's cheaper just to not be a sports fan. I mean, if you if you're born you. if you're born and raised a sports fan like I uh, like I was and stuff like that, that's one thing. But man, if you're not into sports right now, don't even try to get into it. It's just expensive. Well, and I've never really been a huge sports fan for the most part, but now I'm not really at all. And yeah. like going to games is expensive. It's fun, but going to games is expensive for pretty yeah. much any sport you follow mm -hmm. professionally. And the the segmented streaming services of what you can actually get or not get. Right. It's just a, it's just the whole thing. And yeah, for, some days I'm really not, I'm not a sports fan. Yeah. <laughs> so from going to the games to buying the merchandise, I mean that's expensive too. I mean forty dollars for a hat. Mm -hmm. All the officially licensed yeah, stuff. Yeah, forty dollars for a hat or like forty dollars for a t-shirt and stuff like. I mean, or a hundred plus dollars for a jersey. I mean, it just it's just a lot, you know. I'm gonna adjust the order of what the file is gonna be because that brings to an interesting point talking about sports fans. Yeah. So there's a NFL Rams lawsuit been going on. Mm -hmm. So you follow football more than I do. So we're yeah. in the St. Louis area, which was yeah. the Rams for a while. They moved to Los Angeles. Do you remember when? Uh, that was about 2015. About 2015, yeah. so a few years ago. So that's like six something years ago, moved to Los Angeles. So I guess they're owned by? They're owned by Stan Kroenke who uh, you know, who also is into like real estate. Google. A lot of real estate holdings, right? Yeah. Billionaire, very, very wealthy guy. Yes. And uh, let's see, so he moved in. And obviously most sports teams owners are very, very wealthy. Very wealthy they're, ex yes. they're expensive assets to own. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, do you know the gist of this lawsuit? Well, I kind well, of- Well, there, there's just a lot of dishonesty. Like um, uh, it goes to show that Stan Kroenke knew and Roger Goodell and a Phil, quite a few of these NFL owners uh, knew that the Rams were fully intended and intended on leaving like a few years before they announced it or before they actually did it before. And, and now there is a, there's a whole agreement. There's a whole process that the NFL by their own guidelines that they have to follow. They, so they say that they have to follow in order to do something drastic, like relocating a football team. And then um, there's a lot of things to do with like, with the licensing of the seats and stuff where, you know, mm -hmm. they kind of misled, misled fans into buying season tickets and to, you know, merchandise, even though they, they knew that they were going to move, that they were going to change locations and stuff like that. But they didn't, you know, they, they kind of brushed it off like that. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Even though there's proof now that there is evidence now, according to a judge that they did know back in 2013, a few years before they actually moved that they, knew that they were fully intending on, on leaving St. Louis. So yeah, so here's part of this evidence they're saying. Uh, in 2013, there's a phone call between Kroenke, Goodell, who's what in the NFL commissioners, that what that is? Uh, yeah, Washington Goodell is the NFL commissioner. And, yes. and Mara, I don't know what that is, but Steelers owner Art Rooney. Yeah. Uh, so during the conversation, Kroenke said, this is a quote, and he says, Yahoo Sports quoting the evidence. Uh, Kroenke said, I'm going to buy two parcels of land and build a stadium in LA. And Goodell replied, we will respect your confidentiality. Mm. So it's hard to say that wasn't, assuming that is evidence, that's pretty strong. I mean, it's pretty evidence, because like, why would you message the NFL commissioner that? Yeah. You no, know, if you were buying land, if it was land for anything, say you were just wanting to build another Walmart or build or anything, whatever, I don't think, 
the commissioner of the NFL would want to know that. Especially when you put in your words and build a stadium, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. fairly indicative right. of what you intend to you do. You know, I remember uh, when they talked about that, when they had that press conference before, before the, like, the 2014 Super Bowl, mm -hmm. Dan Kroenke spoke to the media and he said that they were fully intended, and, and in course that's what he was supposed to say, on making the St. Louis market work for the St. Louis Rams, on being successful in St. Louis. But, you know, with him just saying that, that made people believe that the Rams were going to stay. Yeah. And that made uh, ticket buyers, you know, want to, you know, buy season tickets and and then fully invest, in, you know, in the team in that way. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure they would have done differently had they known that the team was going to move. Yeah. Because you, you play, <laughs> you do different things when you intend to be somewhere for the long term versus you're planning on leaving yeah. the whole different, whole right. different area across the country. Yeah. NFL owners, interesting club. Yeah, the, I think the Billionaires Club is a very strange club to be in. Yeah, I would mind being in there, but it would be a very, very strange club. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, uh, the climate change crisis that no one realizes. Now, most people realize climate change is a thing. Yeah. Most people that follow science agree that human beings are contributing significantly to that. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, so there's been a heat wave in late June in the Pacific Northwest. And a lot of us are used to these tragedies that happen, uh, like hurricane happens, right? Like it's easy to be, oh man, it's really horrible there. Well, how can we help? Uh, wildfires, mudslides, all these things that are becoming more severe and more frequent with climate change. But I guess that the heat waves are not as, they're not as attention grabbing. Like it's easy to say it's hot, but places that aren't yeah. equipped for and used to super heat waves like if you're if you're in seattle yeah. like 100 degree days are pretty uncommon right uh i mean the 75 they're they're like swim trunks at the beach day when it's 75 yeah. degrees there just their climate oh, so yeah. they're not accustomed to it so they had mm -hmm. uh about from so from june 25th to july 1st uh in the northwest area of this country in the south i guess maybe the southwest of canada about 800 deaths Mm. based off of uh, really driven by this unusual heat wave. Heat wave, yeah. So it's, it's, it's so strange that there could be, like it just flies under the radar because a heat wave, you don't really think of, wow, what a tragedy when it's a heat wave. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just crank the AC up and watch TV inside. Right. But places that aren't used to that at all, that could be a real problem. Yeah. You know, and it kind of reminds me of like Texas when they had that ice storm. Yeah. You know, that ice storm happens anywhere north. That's no big deal. Like they're used to that. But it happens in Texas where it rarely happens. And it's like a huge catastrophe. Like things shut down. They lose power for like for weeks and stuff. And, you know, you would think it'd be like, you know, because like there, fires don't happen every single day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but every building it's by bulb or by code they have to have a fire extinguisher mm -hmm. you think like an ac unit would be kind of fall along fall under the same guidelines so we're like yeah even though this doesn't normally happen here there is still a chance where it could happen you know yeah. you may not always need it but when you do yeah it could save some lives you know like i don't know like are these are these built uh buildings not equipped with ac units that are mm -hmm. powerful enough to I don't know what the issue is. I mean, it is getting really, really hot there. Not when there is air conditioning. Yeah. Like I, I have relatives that are like in like Denver, Colorado, and they have really good furnace setups there, but not everybody has air conditioning. 
there because it just doesn't get that hot. Yeah. And like here in the Midwest, like 90 or 95 degrees is not uncommon. So we have air conditioning, yeah. we're, we're used to that. Yeah. But places where it doesn't, where it doesn't get that hot, you don't have, have air conditioning lots of times. Right. You just have your, and, and your, it just is, like anything else, your body is used to hot and colder yeah. ranges. And it's got like four wheel drive. Like how often do we really need to have four wheel drive on our vehicles? But yet, once in a while. But when we need that four wheel yeah. drive, it really comes in handy. You know, you think you have that kind of same mindset with AC units or anything like that. Like, yeah, even though 98% of the time you don't need it, there is going to be a time though where it could save lives just by having it. There's an expression I think about sometimes when it comes to being prepared and they say, what is the best time to buy an umbrella? Before it rains. Because <laughs> it rains too late. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and, and now with like, like, like climate change, things are just changing. Mm -hmm. Like norms are, what used to be normal is not normal anymore. I think the new normal now is just things are changing. Mm -hmm. So now you kind of have to be ready for anything. It's more extreme. That's yeah. just, and so, <laughs> Climate change is real, yeah. and it is driven by human beings. More extreme, more frequent right. fluxes in nature. Mm -hmm. That's what we're gonna get. Yeah, I just think like 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 this in the Northwest or the ice storm, whatever. It's just good lessons now, just warnings now that the things are just changing, and that we just need to be ready mm -hmm. for anything. Agreed. Our next on our list, a new Coke recipe, not for the flagship Coke. So that was a bit of trying to. Uh, Headline bait there, but uh, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar is changing the recipe. And that seems like all the rage. So I guess for a long time, it was regular sugar and soda. Then it became like all this high fructose corn syrup. And now you have everything like splintering off because you have zero sugar versions of everything. Yeah. And you have the real sugar versions of everything too, it seems like. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you ever drink any of that zero sugar or like real sugar versions of soda? Um, I do enjoy the real sugar versions of soda. I cannot stand the no sugar kind. I'd rather just not drink a soda. Or I'd rather yeah. just drink a, drink a water. But, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, water is not always the, you know, everyone likes to drink water and stuff like that, but they also like to have some sort of taste. And I get that. Water's the best to drink, but it doesn't have any flavor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's the best at handling your thirst. I mean, yeah. if you're thirsty, there's nothing, nothing's going to quench your thirst like water. I don't care what Sprite says or yeah. Gatorade <laughs> says. It, those things just make you thirstier, in my opinion. But um, I do like the real sugar stuff now. I actually do enjoy. Like I don't know why I just feel like it tastes better. I don't know if it's healthier by any means, but I just think it tastes better. Well, I think uh, so. As the U.S. has used like high fructose corn syrup and sodas for a long time, I, I do enjoy soda. Yeah. Uh, so my wife and I we take trips once in a while to like Mexico or something like that. The Alamosa's there, and they have soda there, but it never tastes right. Yeah. And that's because all the ones they have there use the real sugar. Yeah. And taste right versus different, I guess, is a matter of opinion, what you're used to. Yeah. But it, it's hard to drink as well. Like when we, when I'm forced to drink like regular sugar soda, I, I probably would just pass on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they sell, there are some versions of Mountain Dew where there's zero sugar. Yeah. And I just feel like that is a complete, that defeats the purpose. Like, <laughs> dude, well, why even drink a Mountain Dew if it has no sugar in it? I feel like that's the whole point of Mountain I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's kind of an oxymoron yeah. in itself. A zero sugar, sugar of one of the sweetest sodas? Of, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, if you're just trying to get healthier or whatever, I would say just stay away from the soda route and just 
go with water and, and then there's other things you, you know you used to put something in your in your drinks right what yeah like a zero calorie sweetener yeah, thing, which, so, I, which yeah. I like a lot because you can nice some kind of flavor right. and it's not full like 25 calories per gulp yeah, yeah I think something like that. if you're looking for a healthier beverage or something like that just every now and then um, I would go with that route yeah but I know people love their their diet and their yeah my wife's a huge fan of Diet Coke which it gets a zero calories and zero sugar which I think is interesting though too how I guess they say some other chemical in there has your body it affects your body's ability to perceive fullness mm. so even though like you're drinking a zero calorie zero sugar drink which on the surface doesn't sound all that bad it also is impacting your ability to know when you're full so when you're eating food it's harder to feel full when you eat food mm, that's interesting see i didn't know that. that's on purpose or by see, that's it no <laughs> they probably that's probably on on purpose yeah, it probably yeah. is uh so last thing on the five today uh dc and figuring out their movie strategy with superheroes because most people know the marvel movies are pretty good yeah they're pretty good and dc has a hard time making ones that are good yeah and the ones that are good are just like a real struggle like a four-hour justice league movie like so a real long. struggle you know yeah. like yeah i mean it was four it was good but it was still four hours long um you know marvel can put out a good movie half you know half that length and do just fine i don't know what it is i think it's because like marvel they have and the mcu they have a guy named kevin feige Hope I'm pronouncing his name right. <laughs> Kevin Dry. Five or whatever. Um, yeah, he he does a really good job. He's been the you know he's been the top dog of the MCU for a long time. He's been making all the right decisions and stuff like that. Maybe the MCU needs to find or the DCEU needs to find their version of Kevin Feige. It makes you wonder what drives success behind this because I guess yeah. the, the thing was this screen rant. Margot Robbie, who I guess does uh, Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad and the, yeah. the namesakes of the movies too. And like she doesn't even know what her next thing is yeah. regarding uh, Harley Quinn. And it just it, it speaks to a bigger issue because what is the driving factor behind these? Because I would say from a, I've never been a comic book fan really. But I would say, as far as what characters people know, I think that DC, is it called DCEU? Yeah. I think they have more characters people know, because I think like Superman mm -hmm. and Batman, like if you rewind 30 years ago, before all these started plowing in, I think they have far more name recognition. Yeah. And maybe that hurts them, maybe that helps yeah. them. Well, see, the DC universe has always been dark. It's always been very dark, and I think why the MCU is doing so well, it's because there's room for comedy, mm -hmm. action, romance, different kinds of movies. If you ever watch an MCU movie, there is always something different about them. Whether it's kind of like a spy movie or some sort of a weird, like um, you know, or like like Thor Ragnarok is a comedy. That was that was that almost was a, too funny for what I could handle. Yeah, for a it was movie a, basically an action comedy. Now they're not all like that. They're all just kind of different. Uh, you know, so I think that's why the MCU is just doing so well is because they have more, they can do more things where the DC, if you're a fan of Batman and Superman, those are always typically darker stories where, yeah, you're where right. like the origin stories where like Batman's parents, they always got to remind you that Batman's parents got killed. They always like, gotta, like no one doesn't, like, like no one knows that already. <laughs> I think we know that by now or whatever. And they always got to tell you that like, um, Superman, it was you know, live without his birth parents too. And it's just such a darker story, darker in tone. And it, I think it's just kind of 
audiences are just not really feeling it at the moment. You think it's less broad appeal yeah. because it's a little bit darker tone and stuff? Like Wonder Woman, though, that came out a few years ago, right? The first yeah. one, I've seen the second one, yeah, but first one was fantastic. Yes. Like that, I thought that was so good. Like it had, like there are there are several laugh out loud moments in that. Yeah. Like I think it's the right mix because there's a lot of, there's there's a few really really funny pieces. Most of it's fairly serious. There's like enough, like laugh out loud. They had, I think a really good chemistry to uh, Chris yeah. Pine and Gal Gadot. Yeah. A really good chemistry because they work really well together. Hilarious out loud, but good movie. Mm -hmm. And like as a as a human and as a husband to a wife and a father to a daughter, it was really nice to see like a strong female led movie. Yeah, yeah and then just like, and uh, Marvel Robbie, she is a, a great actress and she plays a great Harley Quinn. And I, I mean, I enjoy her as Harley Quinn. I just think maybe she's, maybe she just needs to take a break from mm -hmm. that and do other movies and stuff too, or whatever, because she's been playing that role for a while. I feel like they kind of wasted her in that. You know, I haven't seen Suicide Squad or anything like that. Suicide the, Squad, she was the only good part about that movie, in my opinion. And um, but she did get her own movie, even though it was okay. It wasn't the greatest. Uh, none of that was like her fault. Like you know, she did her part and she did it good or whatever. But the writing of the movie was kind of questionable. <laughs> it was just kind of a it was kind of an okay movie. But um, yeah, I think. Her her talents is are our talents are kind of getting wasted now. I am excited for the new Suicide Squad, which she will be in, so I am excited for that. But I can kind of see where she's kind of played that role over and over again. Maybe I can see why she would want to break from. That. Is there another Suicide Squad in the works? Yeah, there's a well, there's is there like a sequel or a yeah, there is or a the, there's the Suicide Squad, which oh, comes geez. out August sixth. Uh, yeah, and that, that is actually directed by James Gunn. I've heard of that guy. Yeah, who also directed, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and stuff like that. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So I am looking forward to that. She was also in uh, David Ayer Ayer's Suicide Squad back in 2016, which had mixed to negative reviews. Yeah, isn't that when the, like, that was, wasn't that on the tail end of something like they shot a bunch of it, mm -hmm. but then was, was it Deadpool or something with like, darker that came out yeah and like we're gonna reshoot and recut a lot of this to like make it far edgier wasn't that, didn't that kind of what yeah, happened that is kind of what happened and it was also kind of it was also right on the heels of uh batman vs superman Dawn of justice which did not do very well which was kind of a going some box office letdown is what it, what it was because you got two big guys you batman and superman that should have been a box office yeah. like dominant movie and it wasn't and it was very disappointing and a lot of critics were pointing to the darker in tone which that's dc anyways mm -hmm. it's darker so they were kind of complaining about what it was meant to be and i guess audiences were just not ready for that darker tone so they tried to make it more edgier more lighter and they completely ended up doing reshoots they went away from what the director intended that movie to be and it just it turned into a total mess Jeez. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. So, recapping the five for today, July thirteenth, Disney Sports and their massive investment into the future of sports in the tunes of many billions of dollars. NFL Rams lawsuit. Uh, we got climate change with heat waves. People don't really realize how many people it's killing yeah. just having heat waves. Uh, uh, new Coke and prevalence of sugar and non-sugar drinks and whatever DC might have next, uh, because even as a lot of its main characters don't really don't really know. Yeah. So, on my right, who joined me today is Ben. I am Tyler. This is uh, the five. You find it 
for TFD Talks and TFD Supplies anywhere you find your videos or your podcasts. Thank you for watching and listening. Later.